welcome to Healthy Not Hungry, the bite-sized podcast all about redefining what healthy actually means. I'm your host, nutritionist and personal trainer, Rachel Doss. Here's what's on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. I'm your host, Rach. Thank you so much for joining us today. So right now as you're listening, it should be just past Christmas, maybe before New Year's or maybe just after. So I wanted to take this time to wish you a very happy belated Christmas. And I hope that you did have a fantastic holiday period and that you're still having a fantastic holiday period. And if it isn't already, I wish you a happy New Year's or even if it is. And I really do hope that 2024 brings you everything that you desire and even more. Um, I hope that you've been having fun spending time with your loved ones, indulging on some delicious food and drink, and that you're not feeling too bad for yourself. I really hope that if anything from listening to this, we've learned that it is okay to treat ourselves, to have a bit of fun, to let our hair down, and that, yeah, you're not feeling any guilt because nobody needs to feel guilt about this. It's normal to have fun, it's normal to indulge, and we all deserve it. So I really hope that you are. But today, I thought it would be very, very fitting for us to do a New Year's episode. So when I think of New Year's episodes, obviously there's lots of ways we can go about this, but I thought I would tell you my takeaways and health lessons that I personally, through my own struggles and triumphs, learnt in 2023. I think it's one of those things, you know, we can learn a lot from our own lessons and mistakes and things that go well, but we can also learn a lot from other people. And, you know, obviously this is my job is nutrition and training, so It is something that I'm well-versed in, but clearly, you know, we're always learning, we're always evolving, and everyone makes mistakes from time to time. So my lessons will be probably just as much as yours, and yeah, hopefully you learn something too, and if anything, it makes you think, okay, well, if a professional in this industry is still learning these lessons and struggling, it is very more than okay that I am as well. So yeah, hopefully you can gain that from this. So let me begin. I wrote a little less list about what my health lessons were before I recorded this, just so I knew what I was going off. But the first one I wrote down was listening to my body. Now, <laughs> for me, my body has screamed at me is probably the best way of putting it. When I've done too much and been overtired, and particularly I've had a lot of hormonal imbalances going on this year, and yeah, my body has told me that I need to listen to it. And sometimes the only way it tells us is if we don't listen to the little signs such as, you know, symptoms here and there, feeling a bit tired, maybe an imbalance here or there. Eventually, it just gives us a full hard stop to say, you need to slow down and give me a break because I am tired. And whether that's tired because you're working a lot, you have high stress, you're not getting enough sleep, maybe you're just not fueling your body with the right nutrients that it does need to survive. Maybe you're overdoing it. Maybe you're overtraining, you're at the gym all the time and then you're working really long hours and you're stressing heaps and you're not sleeping much and you're not eating enough and your body's saying, hold up, you need to slow down and give me what I need. Well, not that I've been overtraining because if anything this year, I've done the opposite, but that's another lesson. So we'll get to that soon. I have had to listen to my body, particularly for the last month, I've been on and off sick because I you know, completed up a fair bit of work and got myself a fair bit more free time, which is awesome, except for that I then put it straight into playing catch up and all the things I was behind on, which was quite a lot, to be honest. But yeah, since that, I went hammer and tong and then 
my body was like, you know what, we're going to give you a taste of sickness so that you have to rest and slow down, which it did. Kind of listened, kind of didn't. I then, you know, got back into it. So what did it do? It gave me a little bit more sickness. Same thing happened again. And then it hit me pretty hard. And I've had to rest. I've had to not exercise. I'd have to take more time to lie down and have naps and focus more on my eating and really do like the basic movement, like just walking and stretching and gentle things because that's all my body can handle. So that's probably the biggest lesson. And I don't know if it's something I will ever 100% learn. And maybe some people do, maybe some people don't. But it's listening to your body because basically it always gives us little hints and little symptoms and signs along the way before it gives us a massive slam of sickness. Like rarely do you meet someone who just out of the blue got absolutely knocked down with illness when there hasn't been little signs and symptoms. It's like if you have an injury, right? I mean, sometimes you can just straight out hurt something and that sucks. But if it's a niggling one, usually say you have a sore knee, sometimes it's a bit stiff and then maybe it's a bit sore after you've done something on it and then progressively it starts to get worse until it gets really, really bad. Well, our bodies do the same thing. So they're telling us what they need and if we don't give it what it needs, it's going to force us to give it what it needs. So yeah, that is my first lesson and takeaway from 2023. I'm really hoping I can listen better to my body in 2024. And I hope that you guys can too, if you're feeling me here, because I'm sure I'm not alone on this. My next one is slowing down can actually get better results. So once again, this is a little bit more exercise related, but more so than that, it's also lifestyle related. So it's how hard are you pushing it on the energy front? How much are you working? How much are you exercising? How much are you doing? Are you taking time to rest? Are you taking time to relax? And are you adequately fueling your body? Are kind of the three things. Or are you hardcore stressing and you're not doing anything to reduce that stress or to alleviate it or to make up for the fact that you've stressed so much? That is something that I've learned. So since I have taken periods of slowing down, even though technically I'm doing less exercise than I normally would, but I am focusing quite hard on what I'm eating and eating, like not restricting by any means, but eating lots of nourishing foods, I'm actually finding my body is responding better than it has in months. So for example, I put on a few extra kgs and I couldn't lose it. Like it wasn't from lack of trying. I was moving my body four times a week. I was eating not bad at all, like quite well, but it just, it was stubborn and it was staying and I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. Since I have backed off a bit and, you know, doing more gentler exercise, focusing more on sleeping and relaxing and resting and doing nicer things rather than just pushing myself so hard, my body is responding and sure enough, those few stubbing kilograms have come off. So sometimes it's really important to understand that pushing it doesn't necessarily get better results, but sometimes you actually just need to slow down and give your body that rest so that it has time to put the puzzle pieces together. You know, if you're doing all the right things for it, eventually we just got to be a little bit patient, but eventually the results will come. So we've just got to sit back and let it happen. Um, but yeah, so slowing down can sometimes get better results. That's probably my second takeaway that I've had. My next one, although I think I knew this anyway, I always know this, but protein will never steer you wrong. So protein is one of the macronutrients that we need. You've probably heard me prattle on about it several times. If not, there are episodes available. If you jump on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search Healthy Not Hungry, there are podcasts on protein. 
and I probably do more because I really think it's such a valuable piece of information that we really, really don't take seriously enough. But protein will never, ever, ever steer you in the wrong way. Of course, unless you're massively, massively, massively overdoing it, like, you know, you can never, there is such a thing of having too much of a good thing, but like we're talking, you'd have to be doing a lot to do that. So let's not worry about that. But guaranteed, if you're feeling tired and exhausted, if you are feeling like maybe you're not getting results, your body's not responding, maybe you're feeling like you can't lose that weight, it's stubborn, you're having all these food cravings, you're always hungry, you're not recovering enough. Like there could be so many things going on, even like poor concentration, poor mental function, poor sleep. Chances are you're not having enough protein. If you up your protein a bit, I guarantee it'll improve your life and definitely not make it worse. So that's something that I learn every year and it's something I always know anyway, but I'm always amazed by how far a bit of protein can go. Like it never ceases to amaze me. So if you are any of the above that I've said, look at your protein intake. So the general golden rule is for every kilogram of body weight, so say you weigh 70 kilograms, you need at least a gram of protein a day. So that would equal to 70 grams of protein. However, then if you are pushing your body a bit, whether you're trying to build muscle, train more, you can take that up to anywhere to like 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body mass. So say if it was 70, I'm doing quick maths here, you'd be having 105 grams of protein a day. And yet you will find that if you're able to do this, things will turn around for you, my friend. You'll get more energy, you'll get the results, Mentally, you'll be doing better. Physically, you'll be doing better. You'll recover better. So yeah, protein is the go-to and I really don't think we stress that enough. But I do find that probably 90% of female clients in particular, but also some males that I see, they don't eat enough protein. Like they're not even hitting the one gram per kilogram of body weight. Like on average, I saw a new client the other week and she weighed, I think 65 kilograms. She was lucky to have 30 grams of protein a day. The minute we changed it, everything changed for her. So it's sometimes, it's one of those things like I'll get people say, oh, but you know, I'm eating really healthy. And it's like, I'm sure you are. You're probably having a beautiful amount of fruit and vegetables and grains and lots of great nutrients. But the reason they're called macronutrients is because it's macro. It's the big thing that we need for our body to thrive. So if you're not hitting good macros, all the other nutrients can only go so far. They work hand in hand to make everything work. So you might be eating a healthy balanced diet. It may be good, but if you're not balancing out those macros, it's not going to be enough. So it is definitely something that if you are unsure where you're at, even off this, or if you feel like you think it's good, but maybe it's not, or you wanna talk about it, this is where nutritionists are fantastic human beings for you to go to. So you're always welcome to come say hi, ask me a few questions, send me some messages. I'm more than happy to talk through some stuff with you. Um, but if not, find a local one that you trust and see what you can do there. Because yeah, it's a huge, huge one that I don't think will ever be enough of a lesson. But moving on to the next, because I've been digressing a bit. My next one is it's okay to have breaks from your usual exercise and find new passions. So this year, that was a massive, massive takeaway for me, particularly I went through like a three month gym hiatus where I honestly just did not want to train at the gym. I'd been doing weights for 10 years. I was over it. I just needed a break. I'm past that. I can happily say. And once again, if you've been listening for a while now, you've probably heard this before too, that 
I did go through a phase of not doing the gym. Like I'd go in to see clients, but I wouldn't train myself in there. But I did get back into pole fitness and that has been such a cool thing for me because it's been exciting and I've been looking forward to it and challenging myself and enjoying it and working different muscles and new muscles that I hadn't been working for a while. And for me, that was probably the biggest thing is to try something that, I mean, it wasn't completely new to me, but I hadn't done it in about seven years. You know, try something new, reignite a passion and focus on that for a bit. And then the exercise that you maybe once loved, but right now you're not loving, you might find that eventually you want to go back to it. So it's like my dad used to say this saying to me about boys, funnily enough, but if you love something, set it free. And if it comes back to you, it's meant to be yours. So for me, that was gym workouts. I was like, you know what? It's not working right now. I'm not enjoying it. So I set it free and it did come back, thankfully because you know that's my career so it'd be a bit sad if it didn't but yeah there's nothing wrong with having a break and it's important that you acknowledge that when we push ourselves to do exercise that's not enjoyable it's not going to be beneficial because your mind plays such a big impact and you know exercise is used to boost endorphins which are your feel-good hormones so if you're hating an exercise while naturally it should boost your endorphins it's not going to because it's going to be blocked by all these negative thoughts so really you're losing a whole benefit benefit from that itself but i think i've mentioned on here before too you know the mind body connection is so huge so they do all these experiments about like talking to water and stuff and how like someone spoke to it negatively and it turned um what's the word not moss um moldy it got moldy and black and yuck and then there was another glass of water and someone spoke lovely things to it and said you're beautiful you're great you're amazing you're worthy you're loved and it stayed clear so it just goes to show like um the words that we use affect cells and chemicals in and out of our body so if you're doing something that you really hate and despise and you're talking to yourself that way it's going to compute through your body and whether you injure yourself, you get sick, you don't get the results that you're after, you find that things aren't shifting. If you're doing something you hate, it's not going to work out for you long term, not to mention you're hating it. And we only have one life and it's short. So why do you want to spend X amount of time in your week hating what you do? It's pointless. So my point is, if you are going through that, take a break from it. Be okay with that. It's fine. Give something else a go and find things that you are passionate about and eventually the other things might come back. If not, you found a new passion, you know, you might meet your soulmate there, you might make some new friends. You never know what's going to happen, but it's important that we're always taking new paths and not being scared to do that and to deviate. Okay, so my next lesson is sometimes it's worth paying for convenience, which is funny because I never thought I would be one to say that, but clearly 2023 did put that one on me. So we got to a point, <coughs> sorry, probably about mid-year where my partner was like buying lunch every day and it wasn't good lunches either, not to mention the amount of money he was wasting on it. And I was so busy, I just wasn't eating lunch. And then I would wonder why I'd crash in the afternoon and I wasn't performing well with things and I would just go for all the sugary treats and I just feel like crap. And we got to the point where we realized that we really need to change up our lunch habits and what we're doing. So we decided that we would give like a meal prep service a go because I honestly, I wasn't even having the time to make lunches in the morning for Toby. Like we were going through a really hard struggle with my daughter where she was hard enough to get to kindy, yet alone 
having the time to make lunches and do things like that. And, you know, you go through periods in life where it's like that. It's rough and you just don't necessarily have the time or energy to put into things and that's okay. And then there's times where you absolutely smash it and you have that. And honestly, right now we've just, what I'm about to tell you about, we've just cancelled it because I do have the time and energy and space right now to start making lunches again and that's great. I feel really good about it. But basically what we did was we decided to subscribe to You Foods and it was a really good decision for us. Sure, we were paying an extra hundred and ten dollars maybe hundred like hundred bucks a week say on our usual groceries which at first I was like oh that's a you know a bit of a jump especially before the cost of living crisis these years but it did work out cheaper because we realized that Toby alone was spending like 200 bucks a week on lunch so already we were saving a hundred and then on days where I wasn't working from home and I was out and about, I would buy lunches too. So, you know, it was worth it. We were saving. But more importantly, we were having healthy, balanced meals and they were affordable and they were full of nutrients and we were giving our bodies what they needed. So health-wise, it was a really good choice for us as well. I wasn't crashing in the afternoons because I hadn't eaten and Toby wasn't feeling bad because he got hungry jacks again. It was a win-win. Um, even we noticed that because we had them in the fridge, if there was a night where we couldn't be bothered cooking, instead of getting Uber Eats or something that we probably shouldn't have had, sometimes we would just reach for one of those meals. So for us, it became like even more money saving. All of a sudden we were then saving 70 bucks on Uber Eats and not eating something that we were going to regret the next day. So for us, that's where the paying for convenience really kicked in and like I said like literally last week I decided to pause our subscription for a while or maybe cancel I'm unsure yet but because I decided I had the capacity where I didn't need it that and a lot of them were hot meals and we're in the heat of summer in Australia right now and let's just face it I didn't feel like them so you know we've decided to make that change but that is something that I never thought I'd put that money into but I'm super glad I did because it made a massive, massive difference overall for our health and even for our wallets, funnily enough. So sometimes paying for convenience is quite important. But paying for convenience for your health doesn't necessarily need to be in like prepackaged meals. Like I was listening to a podcast ages ago and basically the lady decided to, instead of cutting up carrots herself, she would buy the cut up carrot sticks at the store because that saved her cutting them and grating them and her kids used to snack on them. So for her, that was a total win, even though it was only saving 10, 15 minutes, it was worth the money for her. So there's always little things that sometimes it is worth paying for convenience, not always. And when there's times that we don't need to, that's great. But if it's the difference between you doing something good for your health and not, and also taking that mental load off another task that you don't need to worry about, then that's great. And for other people, you know, it might be you get a house cleaner coming in once a month and they can tidy up and clean all the bits that you don't want to get to or that you don't get to. And maybe mentally that's really good for you because once again, it's one less task for you to think about. Physically, you're not spending that time and energy doing it. But also mentally, if you are someone who really struggles to be around mess and clutter, it might take that away for you and be 100% worth the money. I think, you know, we always choose where we invest money into our lives based on our values and what's important. And there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes it's finding what works for you. Maybe it's the convenience of you don't want to go to the gym, but you've put money into an app because then you can do home workouts. And because you're paying for that app, it's giving you the motivation to do that. Or maybe like one of my lovely clients, you hire a PT to come to your house so that when you get home from work, there's no excuses to not show up because someone's showing up for you. 
you know, there's always options. And especially, like I said, I know there's a cost of living crisis right now. So maybe right now that's not the time for you to put that extra money in. But maybe there are little things that don't cost a lot that might be worth you considering that bit for convenience. Or maybe there's other ways you can work around it or you can do a little side hustle or something to be able to validate spending that money. But that is something that I've definitely learned this year. So once again, these are my takeaways. They're not for everyone. Just because they suit me, it may not suit you. But I find it's always worth sharing because it might suit you as well. So definitely it's not something that you have to do. I just really want to put that out there because I know that a lot of people, including myself, are quite under pressure right now with the costs that we are paying for things. Um, but back to it, actually, this one is really good for cost of living. But the last big takeaway that I had for this year was ditching buying everything from the supermarkets and going for the butcher and the fruit barns. Now, once again, I've done an episode on this. So if you want to hear it, it's definitely worth jumping on. Jump on our Healthy Not Hungry podcast. But I did a switch and I started it for health reasons. And also because the quality of the meat that I was getting from the supermarkets was frankly disgusting. And I just, I couldn't eat it. Like I was like, oh, this tastes gross. And I paid this amount of money for it and it just doesn't seem worth it. And it felt like it was full of all these additives and hormones. And so I actually originally made this change based on quality and health. And then it just turned out to be a financially great bonus in it as well, which is lovely. So at the start of the year, or maybe mid-year, I don't really know, we decided to start buying our meat from Butcher. And my dad recommended this great big one up the road from us. If you're on the Gold Coast, check out the Meat Hub. They're awesome. But yeah, they had all these great cuts. You know, they were like straight from the source. And we started buying our meat there. And then it tasted better. We felt better because obviously it didn't have all the additives and crap in it. But also we noticed all of a sudden we were saving all this money. And I was like... You never would have thought that it would be cheaper, but turns out it was a lot cheaper, which is such a win. And then we were really lucky that at this particular place, they had a fruit and veggie stall out the front as well, like a fruit barn. And once again, we were saving so much money. Like what would have cost me, I don't know, say 200 bucks for like a week or two's worth of meat and fruit and veg at like the grocery store, I was getting for like 130 bucks. And the produce was fresher. It was coming straight from the farm. So it was supporting a local farmer in our area as well, which I really like. I thought that was really cool. But there was also so much more variety and you could pick what you wanted. You knew it hadn't been sitting in a freezer for months. Um, So that's a total win. But sometimes you're not as lucky where they're all in the same place. But it's worth finding a good butcher, particularly a bigger one. They've got greater buying power so you can get it cheaper. But also fruit barns, like they're fruit and veggie barns everywhere you've just got to be on the lookout for them so that was probably my big one was steering away from as much supermarket shopping and looking for better ways to do it which also like I said worked out cheaper which was wonderful but it was better for our health overall like we felt a lot better since we did make these switches so definitely worth looking into and checking out for yourself but yeah that is all my lessons and takeaways that I found in 2023. I'm sure there's more, but based on what I could think of right now, these were the main ones. If you had the same ones, I'm really curious, let me know. Or if there were any ones that you had, I would love you to share it with us. So feel free to send us a DM. If you go on Facebook, we've got a Healthy Not Hungry Facebook group. You're more than welcome to join us. Or if you go on Instagram, 
it's healthy dot inspiration so that's i-n-s-p-i-r-a-c-h-i-o-n and like i said send me a message or on linkedin you'll find me at rachel doss so that's r-a-c-h-e-l-l-e-d-o-s-s but yeah i'd love to hear what your takeaways were for the year what you learnt if you learn any of the same things, because it's always cool to see if we're on the same page and, you know, people learn things that are different or the same. But I, I guess my main thought of this was when we can reflect and figure out what we have learned and how far we've come in one year, we can really use that to fuel the next year. So rather than focusing on just goal setting and making resolutions, we can just look on continually improving where we're at. Um, so yeah, it's always good to reflect where you were at the start of the year, even have a think about how was your health, how were your habits, how were you feeling and how have you progressed this year? Are you happy with how you've progressed or are you not? And what aspects are you happy with and what are you not happy with? Because then you can, the ones you're happy with, you can keep nourishing and keep going with. The ones you're not happy with, well, you don't have to keep doing them. Like it's you know, you can improve on them and you can put things in place to help you improve on that. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe it's you didn't exercise, you didn't get to the gym, or maybe it's worth, even if you just do a couple of sessions with a personal trainer or go and do a program where you've got someone keeping you accountable or get chatting to your girlfriend or one of your best mates or your next door neighbor and have them be accountable with you. You guys can always motivate and encourage each other. It doesn't I just really want to put out there, it doesn't have to cost money to make changes. There are so many free resources available. And as far as support goes, there's also so many free resources available. If you look up some Facebook groups and communities, I've already mentioned ours, Healthy Not Hungry. There's a whole group of people who will support you and keep you accountable and help you get through what you want to do. So it definitely doesn't have to cost money. But yeah, I encourage you to look at where you're at from the beginning of the year to now what you're really happy with and did well and what you would like to improve and how you can keep facilitating things you're happy with and how you can support yourself to do a little bit better in the next year. Because I think that's a really realistic way to look at setting goals and specifically, you know, we're looking at, well, this goal is our health and health is our biggest wealth. And sometimes we don't realize just how valuable it is until we've lost it. So it's really important that we don't lose it because it's something that facilitates so much joy in other areas. You know, it nourishes the relationships around us. It helps us contribute to the world in a better way. And it helps us to just have fun and live our best lives. And every single person, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've come from, deserves to live their best life and be able to, you know, bring stuff into the world, bring joy, bring happiness, bring hope and spread that with other people. So I definitely encourage you to want better for yourself in the new year. And it doesn't have to be big things. It could be that you wanna eat another vegetable a day. It could be that you wanna finally drink enough water, or it could be that you wanna be able to keep up with your kids, which is a wonderful, wonderful goal to have. So yeah, I dare you to dream and I dare you to want more for yourself and figure out what that is. And like I said, if you need help with that, please reach out because I am so happy to help. Like it's my little life joy. I love helping. But anyway, on that note, that is all we have time for today. So thank you once again for tuning in. And I'm wishing you the most fantastic 2024 that you could possibly have. Well, that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much for tuning in. For more episodes, subscribe to the Healthy Not Hungry podcast on your local podcast streaming site or follow us on socials at healthy.inspiration. That's spelt with an R-A-C-H-I-O-N. 
Thank you again. We hope you have a great day. Stay healthy and happy and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.